welcome back to yet another episode. Today we are joined by Andreas. Yes, we will be discussing yes. queer, queer phobia, sexism, and social media. We hope you guys enjoy and learn something new today. Make sure you all stay tuned to the end of the episode for the round of rapid fire questions. It always gets very chaotic and fun. We hope that it brings a smile to your face and makes you happy. So Andreas, if you're ready, let's get on with the questions. Let's first start um, talking about queer phobia. So do you mind giving us like a little background story of like your coming out and stuff? Yeah, um, so coming out, um, of course, for everyone, it's a different experience. I just want to start off with that. Um, and for me, um, it was over a course of many years, um, first coming out to myself and then coming out to other people, um, which started off in like, or like sixth grade um, when I started like telling other people that I think I might be like bi or gay or something. Um, but I cannot really remember like one instance where I first told somebody that is something that I can't really remember. Yeah, it's kind of like an ongoing process, I think. I'm not mm -hmm. going to assume anything. No, yeah, that, that, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so in your opinion, what is um, queer phobia like to you and how has it affected your life? And have you ever encountered a person or an ev event that made you uncomfortable in any way? Yeah, um, so queer phobia, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, um, is a general term for a phobia that is based on the uh, on LGBTQIA plus people, um, where homophobia is specifically toward people um, with same sex attraction. And my opinion, I'm obviously against it, but like, what does it mean to be against queerphobia? Um, it is something that like people have in their minds and it is communicated in different ways, which is like slurs, um, impersonations, et cetera. And queerphobia is something that doesn't, that does not come naturally. Um, it is learned. And when learned at an early age, it is harder to effectively like change someone's per perception of the queer community that has already been established for like most of their lives. Um, and with being Mexican and most of my family also being Mexican, of course, um, it is not the best place <laughs> to be queer, even if you're not out or open about it. Um, and that is mostly based on um, religion. And I know that that is also true for other cultures. An instance where I encountered like queer phobia, it is really in no way to, like a contest to see who has experienced the most um, like homophobia. Um, but however, keeping within my like Mexican family, I've always heard like remarks here and there um, that are slurs um, in English and in Spanish that have been um, normalized and used by like straight men mostly. Um, and despite this, there was never any like explicit um, queerphobic or like homophobic um, ideology that was talked about like, like in a discussion with like my uncles or aunts. It was m most of it. Um, is really like low key and it is something that's not really talked about. Um, one time, me and my seven year old flamboyant self uh, was walking around the house at some like party, some family house party. And this random dude who like must have been my distant uncle tells me, Hey, are you gay? <laughs> and I immediately respond with no, um, because I knew that like the word gay meant bad in like some way because that's the way it was used around me. Um, and then he asks, 
So do you like boys? And now I'm thinking back to it. I'm like, that's really weird to say, but um, I just didn't know I, that I couldn't trust random people because I was seven. So I, I said, maybe. Um, and then he tells me, he literally tells me disgusting and then just walks away. And I like ran to the bathroom crying because like, what was I going to do? I, was, I wasn't going to tell my parents that this man called me disgusting because I sort of came out to him like, oops. Um, and there were also other instances, of course, um, and many, um, even if they weren't as bad as that experience, um, they can really accumulate with that kind of crewphobic repetition. Um, it can create some kind of like idea in my mind and it, and it has like internalized crophobia um, that it can create some idea in my mind that I, that I, I make myself believe or like because of what I've heard, I, be I can believe that I am like weird or just not natural for being like gay or bi. Yeah, unfortunately, like nowadays in a society, those things go around. It's very disgusting how people treat like others that are like different like that. It's like it's their life, their choice. Why are you hating? Like mm -hmm. y'all need to calm down. <laughs> and so moving on, can you tell us about how people in the LGBTQ community have come together and united to fight for their rights? Like the queer community has become more accepting of people of color because at first it was like mainly like white cisgender gay men that were like the head and once like these cis white gay men got their rights to marry and such it, it that those rights kind of trickled down afterwards but it was never really like uh, people of color but now i think people i feel like the the queer community has gotten better at least in like putting people of color um, trans people in the forefront of the fight you know people actually see what the queer community looks like and not have some idea that basically all queer people are like skinny um white men <laughs> because that's just not true um but, but I, I feel i feel like now it's progressed in some way to just get uh, marriage equality like housing and like and laws that explicitly state that you can't do things that are like homophobic, queerphobic, because um, someone is openly gay. But I feel like the fight, it's not over because there's, of course, um, laws that are currently being passed in specifically, I think, southern states that um, go against like trans teens. And I think it's important to have people of color in that in the forefront of that fight because that's who it might it will affect the most it won't be affecting white uh, men <laughs> so so i feel like it's gotten it's gotten better hopefully or yeah. at least that's what i've noticed yeah i'm i'm happy that this community is making gradual change and you know with like protests and like petitions mm -hmm. and things like that but um let's move on to our next topic which is sexism and sexism is a huge topic that we've always discussed on the podcast here with different guests and i've gotten different views and experiences commonly sexism is mostly targeted towards women as they face discriminations of all sorts can you give us a little insight on the topic from your perspective and how it has played a role in your life as a teenage boy and yeah i'm a boy and i'm not like femme presenting so i want to start off with that um 
And with that, sexism is something that presents itself in many different ways and everyone has different experiences with it. Um, in a way that I, like a, a, a male, might experience a literal form of sexism might be like a woman making comments that would be um, degrading and would be about me and the male gender and that like women are superior in some way. And I feel like I might agree. That's my personal opinion, but that would be like a form of sexism that would be like, kind of against um, a male um, and just saying that really does sound odd because it doesn't happen or at least it doesn't happen as much as sexism directed towards women does this is because um, I feel like our current society does not support sexism towards men rather it supports sexism like towards women um, and that for me sexism has has actually played a role in my life not I won't say it is but it is sort of the way that sexism is directed towards women in the sense that like gay men are lesser than straight men. Um, and this is where sexism becomes like toxic masculinity, um, where the more masculine, the more superior. Um, and then this toxic masculinity is really what drives sexism and also like queerphobia as well. And I feel like that's something that it, it shows that sexism isn't, where it, it is something that people experience at different levels. Um, and that it's different really for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you on that subject. I think everyone, um, you know, like goes through a moment where they're like society kind of like portrays sexism towards them or just like people at mm -hmm. school or like people in the community, you know, like from giving you stares yeah. to like comments, like degrading you and things like that. But now moving on, what do you want to say to others like yourself or just people in general who are facing sexism? If you do experience sexism, like tell someone, because if not, in some way, it'll be repeated in your mind or like internalized, um, even whether it be like a comment to like some form of harassment, um, because you'll soon find out that like these things, unfortunately, um, are common. Um, and it is easy really to think that your experience is the only one when it comes to, for example, other women that experience sexism that you personally know, because it's something that isn't really like explicitly talked about in like families. Um, and, and I'm, this is, in, I'm not even a woman and this is coming from a man, but from what I know, like from the, the discussions that I've had with um, other people, um, I know that sexism is something, isn't something that only a few people experience. Almost all women, unfortunately, have had some experience with sexism. Um, and I feel like this grim reality is not good, like whatsoever, but it is something that is some kind of comfort to people who have experienced sexism and that they're not alone. Yeah, always like being there for each other and just kind of like comforting and like giving advice to young people that are encountering like sexist comments or like sexist people is always nice. So now moving on to our last topic, social media. So social media is another topic that's constantly discussed here with our guests. It's interesting to see a pattern of how people view it and how it has played a role in their life. So I just wanted to know how have you been using social media and how has social media fostered if it has an unhealthy lifestyle or mental health on you? I use social media really for like entertainment. I do get bored sometimes and I will confess that I can get addicted to like certain platforms like Instagram, 
or specifically TikTok, unhealthy habits that I do have that can be found with these unhealthy habits um, and Instagram or TikTok. It's so easy to kind of like let yourself go, but easy to let myself go um, and just like spend time on TikTok or Instagram um, because that's what they're, that's because that's what the apps are really made for. And, and it's, and it's hard to like stop because that's when that's like that's when I know that I'm like oh I do have some kind of an addiction because social media it, it's really there to like get you addicted because that's what they want it um, hasn't really played the, the the best role in my life but also at the same time like what would I do without TikTok like it's very interesting it's very funny and I feel like our humor like Gen Z's humor is is it's interesting to see because it's like it, we're we're kind of funny now thank you tiktok because if not then we would have it would have been harder to kind of um have like a general sense of humor that like most gen z's understand because it's yeah. like it's, yeah it's i cool. agree with you on that topic because i feel like a lot of like instagram reels or just like tiktoks in general they have like a lot of mm-hmm. humor in them and i guess that can be like an advantage of social media but of course i think in my personal opinion the disadvantages are dominant in this case um but i just wanted to ask you what do you want to say to our young listeners about social media do you have any advice for them be careful because i know you're going to make you're going to make an Instagram account. You're going to get, you're going to get a TikTok. You're going to get TikTok because that's what a lot of people are doing. Um, but just to be careful or like set some kind of limit to yourself for yourself. And if you can't do that to yourself, then like maybe tell your sibling or tell your parent or tell your cousin that like, or like to tell you to remind you don't spend this much time on TikTok or like put a limit um, if you can, because even though that sounds like a bit lame, like that's something that, that, that has helped me because I have that for myself um it has helped me to just like not spend an excessive amount of time on tiktok or instagram or snapchat my personal opinion is a simple no don't do it to yourself (laughs) um this kind of goes towards both genders and sometimes with instagram or like tiktok um the more you're involved sometimes you know it gets a little traumatizing and it gets a little scary um people out there aren't the nicest yeah there's some interesting people out there that that will come after you (laughs) so just be careful with that um so that brings it to the end of today's episode with the questions so if you are ready let's jump into our rapid fire questions All right, so ready? Try yes. to answer Ooh. as fast as you can. Okay, ready, okay. set, go. Biggest desire or wish? I, I want to go in a private plane or something. Who do you admire the most? I admire my dad. <laughs> <laughs> what is your dream job? <laughs> um, I want to work for like National Geographic, Geographic or something. <laughs> Who's your something celebrity like crush? Charlie there's too many of them I can't Charlie D'Amelio no Uh, I'm sorry Charlie (laughs) favorite TikToker Charlie (laughs) D'Amelio Disneyland or Disney World uh Disney World what is your favorite food um sushi 
Sushi is not a food. Okay, um, Pokeball, um, mango, all of them. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, beach. The beach. Beach. Vacation. I love the beach. Yes, the Big beach. beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Um, 1999. How come? How come? Um, because everyone was really scared. And I want to see the that. The world is ending. <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, everyone, that brings it to the end of today's episode. Um, thank you for those of you that stayed till the end. We love you so much and we appreciate you. We hope that you learned something new about today about these topics. And we hope that you got an insight in Andreas's life. Andreas, thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you for for interviewing me yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys share this episode with your friends and family and make sure you guys go check out our instagram for more information and make sure you guys go ahead and follow our tiktok we have a lot of content content coming up soon and we hope that you just generally enjoyed this video this episode and that you had some fun so without further ado bye bye bye